But here, I think many of these service members, uh, they wake up in a hospital, uh, the decision was made for them. The, the U.S. government made a decision they could no longer serve. So they felt like their identity was stripped from them. They're looking for service. They're looking for ways to still contribute. And nothing's changed. They are highly functional. They're highly capable. Their identity was not in that uniform, but in serving the Lord. I love Team Patriot. I love the the, the whole ministry behind it. Um, a lot of these veterans, you know, they, they, they have a heart to serve. That's why they joined the military. Um, they have a heart to be something, be part of something bigger than themselves. Welcome to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, a podcast taking you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham. And today we want to honor our veterans who have sacrificed for the freedoms that we enjoy today. November 11th is a federal holiday observed to acknowledge our living military veterans. We celebrate and honor each day, but as a nation, we're especially reminded that our freedom isn't free. And this Veterans Day, we truly want to appreciate and pay tribute to our service members. Elmer Davis says, this nation will remain the land of the free only so long as it is the home of the brave. That's so true. We need our brave men and women that will protect and defend our freedom. And we have nearly 100 veterans that are serving at Samaritan's Purse. But God allows us to help hundreds more through Operation Heal Our Patriots. This is a ministry that brings wounded veterans and their spouses to a week-long retreat in Alaska. Couples are shown God's love throughout the week as they focus on spiritual refreshment, physical renewal, and marriage enrichment. And I love Samaritan's Purse for so many reasons. But one of the main ones is that we don't just minister and leave. We keep discipling and keep walking with people. And even in the last episode, we covered that three of our ongoing responses, domestically and abroad, the theme is the same. God doesn't forget, and so neither should we. For many of the couples that attend the beautiful week in Alaska, harsh realities quickly set in when they get home. And so we strive to walk alongside them when life hits them hard. Operation Healer Patriots is not a handout or a Band-Aid. It's a lifelong discipleship with follow-up opportunities for veterans to get plugged in and to continue their life of service. And it's so exciting. And so we want to share the ways that people are getting connected to the ministry and they're serving in unique ways, which the military prepared them to do. So today, we're going to take you through the story of how we're seeing veterans find their hearts for service again. First, I talked to Greg Duvall, the Educational and Discipleship Manager for Operation Healer Patriots, and he gives us a quick recap on the ministry. The Alaska trip is um, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a marriage retreat where we send uh, have the privilege of sending 10 combat-wounded veteran couples to enjoy the, the pristine beauty of the Alaskan wilderness. Mm-hmm. And so they have this shared experience of hiking and uh, catching crazy amounts of fish and usually get to see bears and and other things um, together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also an opportunity for them to focus on each other for mm-hmm. a week uh, with no distractions, no cell phones, no kids, um, where our chaplains walk them through a number of marriage enrichment classes and and I think they get to know each other, many of them, in, in ways that they never have mm-hmm. before. A big um, priority for us is to remind them that the same God who worked in your in your lives, in your hearts, in your mm-hmm. marriages in Alaska is the same God who's going to carry you through all of these uh, struggles, mm-hmm. all of these issues that you're walking through now. 
it's the same power that that brought healing to your marriage in Alaska that's going to continue that healing work uh, in your marriage back home as well. Just like Greg said, after the season is over, the real opportunity for change sets in. Over 1,300 couples have now gone through the program, and we're finding that they still want to get involved and give back. One of our core values with Operation Healer Patriots is family. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you go to Alaska, you're part of the Operation Healer Patriots family. You, um, you're, we're with you for life. Um, we're going to be here. We're going to walk life with you because, you know, Alaska is a mountaintop experience, but it's only one week. That was John Pryor, the director of Operation Healer Patriots. When they get back from Alaska, life hits them hard, and uh, we don't want to abandon them, so we want to stay with them um, through those hard times. There's also happy times. We want to be there through the happy times, through the childbirths, the graduations. uh, We're there for them. So um, the way we do that, we do it several ways. We have regional chaplains that um, build relationships across the country with uh, all, right now we're at uh, 1,382 couples in the OHOP family, and we're trying to build deep relationship with them. If they know the Lord, we want to help them grow spiritually. Uh, we want to encourage them to be in a church. We want to uh, encourage them to be in Bible studies. Connecting with the local church is pivotal in every ministry that Samaritan's Purse does. Operation Christmas Child, North America Ministries, all of the different aspects of Samaritan's Purse links people in with the local church. Yeah, uh, you're right. We think that... Uh, um, getting plugged into a local church is, is just vital, especially mm-hmm. when they're new in their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, just being plugged into a, a church that fits them too. Mm-hmm. Um, as a new believer, it can be really scary and intimidating to go to church for the first time by yourself. Yeah. You know, so we want to kind of uh, um, give them tools or help them along that first step. Well, one way we're doing that is again through key leaders. We actually have uh, key leaders that go around their local community and visit churches to mm. to um, understand the you know what type of church it is, what do they focus on, you know, uh, what are their strengths and weaknesses. So that way, when they have a new believer come into their community, they can say, "What kind of church would you feel mm. comfortable with?" And they'll go with them the first few times to that church and make them feel comfortable, plug them in, um, mm. and, and help them. Uh, you know, find a church that fits. Through both our regional chaplains and our key leaders, Operation Healer Patriots alumni know that they have people they can easily reach out to and walk alongside them through their life. And they know that they can continue to be discipled and grow in their faith. When I was in college, one of my professors told me that you everybody needs a Paul, a Timothy, and a Barnabas in their life. You know, a Paul is someone that's that's older, maybe more mature in their faith that can help disciple and mentor, just like the pastors and the chaplains do. Uh, but the Timothy is someone younger in their faith that you pour into. And then a Barnabas is someone kind of like these key leaders. You know, it's a peer, someone that gives you spiritual and, and encouragement in the season of life that you're in. And that is what our key leader couples do. They mutually uplift other couples in their everyday life. Right now, we have 26 key leader couples, and they're disciples of other OHOP couples. They're they're doing the Bible studies. They're they're doing uh, the get-togethers. They're doing um, the 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 visitations and celebrations of births and stuff like that. And that's what family is, right? It's growing together spiritually. It's enjoying. It's making memories together. Mm-hmm. And you know that's what it means to be OHOP. Because it doesn't end in Alaska. That's just the beginning. Um, and we want them to feel like they're part of a family. And what we what do we do with family? We live life together. You know, we grow together. And um, really, that's what OHOP's about. Alaska gets you in the family. And then we live life with you and, and provide these opportunities uh, uh, afterward. And the opportunities to serve within Samaritan's Purse are abundant. 
We found over and over again that these men and women are looking to fulfill their heart of service, and there are so many options to stay connected to the ministry and do just that, serving in Jesus' name. I talked with my brother-in-law, Corey Lynch. He was one of the visionaries who helped found Team Patriot, which is a program that allows Operation Healer Patriots alum to serve alongside Samaritan's Purse U.S. Disaster Relief. And these um, service members, I mean, they love to serve. That's why they took the oath. They raised their right hand and swore to defend and protect our country. So they are—service is, is their heart. And I think many, as they get out— they feel robbed, you know, of what they love to do or what they were good at. And so they have an identity crisis. And I feel like um, service is still in their heart, and some don't know how to do that anymore. And so can you maybe explain what is Team Patriot? And they're they're under North American Ministries, right? So um, it's a very uh, organized way to allow someone to help and give back. Yeah. So— this isn't a new concept. Samaritan's mm-hmm. Purse has been doing this for many, many years, and they have um, they, they have trucks full of tools and uh, generators and chainsaws and everything that's needed for a disaster. And you you walk into these places, and they're like a war zone. Uh, that, you know, every house that doesn't have a roof on it, or um, there's people just walking on the streets, and they have no expression on their face. They they just stare out into the distance. Um, so. Um, Samaritan's Purse has been in these um, in these places, and and so to bring these guys in and just just to segue them in to to make them another part of the team, um, you know th- that's where they came from. They're the most capable people on earth. Mm-hmm. Just because they had an injury doesn't mean that they don't have the experiences of being in a war zone. Now it's a different world. War, there's not bullets and rockets flying, but there's trees on houses and um, people that are devastated and, you know, old ladies that have have nowhere to turn because it's going to cost them thousands of dollars to clean up their yard or put back together their house. And so um, when, I, when I've been on those deployments and I've, I've seen the eyes and the hearts of our soldiers, I'm like, who better to, to take care of the homeland? You know, they went overseas to take care of the homeland, but now, now they're on the home turf. They're not shooting guns anymore, but but they can be in these communities, literally changing them for for Christ's name, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I and I love how you said, you know, Alaska is wonderful. I mean, it teaches them so much, but it is it's a it's a bubble. It's a it's a kind of a mountaintop experience, which mm-hmm. is the point, yeah. right? To get them away from the noise and and to be able to hear from the Lord. Yeah, but we don't live in that, yeah. and so. You know, James 1 is very clear on being, do. you know, don't just be hearers of the word, but be mm-hmm. doers, you know. And so this, they have the tools, the discipleship from Alaska, the reunions, but now we're giving them a, a place for action. Yeah. And so, and you've been on many of these responses. So how have you seen, and you've even talked to a lot of these couples, how have you seen maybe Team Patriot impact them? So maybe yeah. can you share, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so— <clears throat> Team Patriot is is it's the same as OHOP in the fact that um, you, you're you're going to get discipled when you're on when when mm-hmm. when you're on tour um, or on deployment, but it's completely different. You're not getting candies by your bedside, <laughs> you know, a five star meal at night. Um, you're not just you know eating in a in a, a place with just with uh, veterans. You're mingling with other Christians who are there to serve the Lord, and so this gives them an opportunity to get out and shine again, to get out of your dark places. Uh, as we know, many military guys have those dark places, but when when they get on deployment, you can you can see their faces light up, their eyes light up, and it, to see 
to have them be able to serve with their wives or I've seen many children going on deployment with them and to, to see a child, see their daddy and say like, he's a hero again. It's, it's, it's an incredible, um, it's an incredible thing to see people literally come out of the darkness because some of these guys, they don't get saved at Operation Hero Patriots, right? So, um, but there's a seed planted. And so it's like, hey, c- come come work with us and you're still going to hear the gospel. You're still going to have Bible study in the morning. You're still going to have share time at night, um, you know, what God did. And I think that through Team Patriot, um, it will be a continuation of Operation Hillary Patriots, but also um, it'll be a continuation of um, pressing on to these guys' hearts the gospel. And just to see the way people love on other people here. That was J.D., an Army veteran who served for 14 years. Both he and his wife served in the military. They went through Operation Hill Our Patriots, and they've gone on multiple Team Patriot deployments. After a deadly tornado hit Louisiana, J.D. and his 15-year-old daughter, Lorelai, went to serve with the ministry. The homeowner they were serving was actually a veteran himself and was moved by their hard work and care for his well-being. Doing the tarping and doing the, the mud outs and all that stuff is really cool to get to see the transformations in the homes. But just to be able to talk to a homeowner that's lost everything and to, to interact with them and to shake the hand of veterans, you know, from World War II or, or Vietnam or Korean War that lost everything that are that are just seeing these guys from the military come through and work with them. You know, it's this is one of the most amazing programs I probably, I mean, I could have imagined. And just see, you know, Samaritan's Purse jumping on board and, and doing everything they can with it. It's... It's not just encouraging, it's, it, I think it's providential, you know, it's, it's what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And just finding those avenues to serve is, it gives you purpose. It gives you the underlying just feeling that, that you're, you're actually doing what you're supposed to do again. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, just being here for the last three days, it's like, man, this is, it, it gives you a renewed vigor for both people and life, and, and this this renews your spirit. Because they are both veterans, and they're so used to doing stuff, and then going to not doing anything, it's hard. So when you kind of get them helping more and stuff, it like helps them, and also they just like to serve. You get to learn your, the heart of your child a little bit more when you're out there doing stuff like this, and, and to see this is where I think she's gonna end up in some form or fashion, serving. And then here, we did like mud outs and stuff, which was my first time doing that, but I loved it, it was fun. I do wanna keep doing it for as long as I can because I do really enjoy it. So not only does Samaritan's Forest knock on your door to come help you, but that ministry of presence is so important and just hearing their story, letting them talk, letting them process. But I think Team Patriot goes one step farther because here is a veteran, Mm -hmm. mini, have visible, uh, yeah. you know, limbs lost. I mean, you can tell they've they've given. They know what it's like mm-hmm. to lose everything. Yeah. So, how have you seen maybe the homeowners be to respond to these veterans? Well, what comes to my mind um, right now is that you know we try as North American North American Ministries tries to find veteran homeowners mm-hmm. so a Team Patriot can work on their houses. So they have a they have a common bond. Um, yeah, so so for them to come full circle to um, injury, 
to a dark place to the knowledge of Christ and for them to be able to share with with these homeowners that are veterans the love of Christ and what what you know Christ can give to them it's 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 like a miracle seeing it in front of your eyes for me um, and so Team Patriot obviously is a huge way for them to get involved, but I think many that come, they don't know about Samaritan's Purse. You know, maybe some have heard about the shoeboxes, but most know nothing about the ministry. And so once they come, they love it. Some have responded on a dart, you know, disaster, yeah. disaster assistance response team. Um, some have, you know, gotten involved in other ways. Talk to me about, you got to go to Haiti. You know, mm-hmm. you got to see that disaster. Um, and there was one uh, Operation Hiller Patriots alumni that we're going to talk to um, that responded on that. So what impacted you on that response? I, I continue to say this. The, the the veterans that we see at Operation Hiller Patriots, they, they might look um they might look meek, they might look, you know, downtrodden, they might look depressed, but these are the most capable people in the world. So um when we went to Haiti a couple weeks ago. Um, I was peeking into the surgical room and um, I was with Edward and he he said, that's one of the guys from o- Operation Hiller Patriots. And he's getting a, a a guy, a Haitian ready for a surgical procedure. I think they were amputating his leg. And so to see, um, I, I don't know where he came from in life. I don't know his injuries. Um, I don't know if he has PTSD or, or whatnot, but to see guys come from a from generally a dark place of injury um, into you know a place where he's working on a dart in Haiti for Samaritan's Purse. I mean, that, that, that's what you that's what you hope. If if one of these Operation Hero Patriots guys were was my son, that's what I would hope would you know would happen to them after a devastating injury is that they would they would find something they loved and continue pursuing pursuing life. I was able to talk on the phone with Ben the same disaster assistance response team member that Corey saw at our emergency field hospital in Haiti. He served in the military for 21 years and was injured in Afghanistan. He and his wife, Heidi, had the chance to go to Operation Hiller Patriots and a seed was planted in Alaska. Later, at a reunion at the Cove, they both gave their lives to Christ. Now he's serving with both Team Patriot and disaster assistance response team, and he and his wife are key leaders with Operation Heal Our Patriots. So talk to me about the key leader program and, and maybe what it entails. What does it require of you? And then how has it even challenged your own faith? After OPOP planted the seed of the gospel and we finally surrendered our lives to Christ, we have felt the burden over our hearts for military veterans and particularly military marriages. We know that the difficulty and struggles of both We feel like God has called our lives to love on and minister to those couples. So serving as a key leader is a way to glorify God, grow the kingdom, and give back to OHOP for all that they have done for us. But it's to be able to be that support system if they are, if they allow us to be, to be out, to get to them and just be brothers and sisters in Christ. Because a lot of service members, especially with OHOP, they'll go to Alaska, that seed we planted, they may give their life to Christ, but when they get home, it's back to normal life. And as we were, we saw it how when we gave our life to Christ, how thirsty we were. And this gave us an opportunity to meet more OHOP couples, also be kind of like a link between the aftercare pastors. Uh, and Samaritan's Purse and 
because we felt and saw how Samaritan's Purse had helped us. And in our growth throughout the time, we we want to continue to grow. We want to continue to to serve God's kingdom. I love how you said the link. It's like a chain, you know, it's like another link in the chain and some respond to certain people better. And so it's just a great, another asset to this ministry. I love hearing Ben's journey and just the progression and the way that God continued to work in his heart. You know, first he started with Operation Healer Patriots, which was a stretch, you know, but then as he got to know God and the Lord searched his heart, he got involved in Team Patriot, as Corey mentioned earlier. So that was another step. And I think domestically was comfortable serving the Lord there. But I love the way that God kept challenging his heart and pushing him out of his comfort zone, serving the Lord. Being a military member in the jobs that I had done, knowing what I know about outside of the United States, third world countries. And just, so I said, you know, that's not for me. You know, if I, if God calls me to the mission field, it's, it's going to be here in the United States. It's not me going out of the country. There's nothing for me. Uh, so, and that, that has a lot to do with just my military service and the things I did and biggest self-security, you know, and that's, that's, uh, and I know a lot of, service members deal with that for is feeling secure and going outside that comfort zone. And well, as I walk through this, this life with Christ, you know, he kind of, he shows me that, Hey, when you tell me, no, you pretty much put up that wall. If it's in my will, I'll break that wall down for you. But God kept challenging Ben to move out of his comfort zone. And I love that time and time again, he put people in Ben's life to remind him about the opportunities that Samaritan's Purse had to use his medical training internationally. And Ben shared that he really wrestled with God over this. It wasn't easy. But as Ben said, God broke down that wall. I first heard about the DART team when I did some Team Patriot training in Wilkesboro. And I thought about it and I'm like, oh man, that sounds pretty interesting. And then I got back home. And ah, nah, you know, it's just not the right time. And I kind of put off God speaking in my heart to, to do this. I put in an application and, you know, became a DART member. And less than a month later is when Haiti happened. And I went out on a DART deployment outside of the United States to Haiti. And it's, uh, there's a lot of anxiousness about it, you know, but I had to be obedient to Christ. He was telling me this is, you know, through prayer and meditation. I mean, he told me this is what I want you to do. And he said, follow me. This is where I want you to go. So even though all the animosity and all the anxiousness that I had, I said, yes. And I just did it. And it was wonderful. You know, I, for as working with Samaritan's Purse, I have, me and Heidi both have so much to give to Samaritan's Purse because we were lost. We were in religion. We thought we knew the way. They've helped us so much and trying to give back to God's kingdom. I mean, and Samaritan's Purse does great work around the world. And that's what I want to be a part of is because that's what, you know, hands and feet of Jesus. And that's exactly what Samaritan's Purse does but I didn't know exactly what my role was going to be in it. I didn't know what kind of like how fast pace or how slow pace it was going to be, what type of operations we were going to do. Uh, so after this initial setup and we got into the operating room, my 
you know, God was really testing me at the beginning because uh, I've worked in a limited resource environment throughout my my military career. I mean, I was on a special operations team. There was only 10 of us in the middle of nowhere. And I had to work with what I had to. So limited resources, I understand that. You do what you have to do to complete the mission. For me, limited resources is not having the equipment. I had all this equipment. So my first stressor was having all this equipment and not really having the adequate equipment to sterilize it, to get it ready for surgeries. That's right. Being resourceful, Mm -hmm. um, problem solving, Mm -hmm. working as a team, Mm -hmm. all that comes back. And I Mm -hmm. think that's that's what they like about it too mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. you know it helps them feel like they're part of a unit again mm-hmm. um that's what i like about it i, lo- I love just the camaraderie serving together out mm-hmm. there with your brothers in arms and at the same time being obedient by going on a dart or going on team patriot it's also that opportunity that god grows us in those those times you know i i can talk about you know how god worked on me when I was out on the dark team, not necessarily that I was helping patients and helping people in need, but he also showed me things about myself that I needed to take care of. And if I wasn't faithful to be obedient to him to go, I would have never been able to see that myself that I need to, I need to take some inventory sometimes and I need to either swallow my pride or become more humble or, you know, it's amazing to see that. You know, he always, when you do his will, when you follow what he is asking you to do, he will show up. He will help you in your own walk, not a, not just help the people that, that are receiving his gift or receiving a gift from you or receiving your help. He will work on your heart and work on your being uh, so that you become a stronger follower of him. What would you say to veterans this year? Um, how, what would your encouragement be in your, to close? We have to share the gospel, even though that it's not, it's not looked upon as, it's not favorable in this world that we live in. But as a service member, we have to, you know, we've all been, all of us have been called to service, be it serve our country. You know, it's almost like now we need to, take that dedication we had to our country and put it in dedication to Christ and furthering his kingdom. And, you know, and veterans day is a way for people to honor the veterans that have served, but we, we as service member need to honor Christ and live Christ like so that we can continue to serve him because we do have attributes that, that, some people that never served in the military don't have. And it's not something that, that you can teach somebody. It's innate inside of us. God made us that way to be servants and to serve other people and to do what we did. Uh, we need to be thankful that he allowed us the opportunity to do that. Uh, so we just need to remember that, thank him for all the things he's given us and just continue to work for for his kingdom. To close our episode, I invited my husband, Edward Graham, to share his heart for veterans and their families today. And finally, what would you say, what what is your message to veterans? I feel like this year has been difficult. No, August was hard. It's been difficult. Yes. It's been a challenge. I've had many phone calls from veterans. 
I'd want to tell them that, you know, our hope should have never been and will never be in man. Man will fail us. Afghanistan is a perfect example of the failure of man. God, Jesus Christ, is the only answer to our problems. It's the only answer for Afghanistan. So my hope and prayer for these vets that are struggling, I want them to know that Jesus Christ loves them, loves them more than I ever could. Um, he died for them. I want them to know that, to trust and believe that, and to know that they still have purpose. God needs them. God wants them thriving in His kingdom, going out there and sharing the hope of Jesus Christ. They have identity. They have a purpose. It never was in their uniform, mm -hmm. and it never was this country. It's in Jesus alone. That's my hope and prayer for them. If you want to hear more of my conversation with Edward, we'll put the link in our show notes. We just pulled out a little bit for this episode. Um, but as we close, I just want to share one of my favorite quotes, and it's actually in the dining hall for the staff in Operation Healer Patriots at Samaritan Lodge, Alaska. The quote says, Only two dividing forces have ever offered to die for you, Jesus Christ and the American soldier. One died for your soul, the other died for your freedom. And so as we honor and remember our veterans who have sacrificially given so much for our freedom, um, I hope that you honor and remember them. But I also hope it, it helps you to lift your gaze and to remember the one that died for our soul. We all have a spiritual need. We all live in a fallen, broken world, and we're separated by our sin from God. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But the good news is, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And that is the greatest gift. But it's a choice. God allows us to choose. And so I ask, have you ever made that decision? Have you ever acknowledged that you're a sinner and you're unable to save yourself? You know, volunteering on these disasters and Team Patriots, they're great, but that doesn't save you. Only acknowledging that Jesus is your Savior. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, and Romans 10, 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that He raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 13 says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So I encourage you to do that. If you haven't made that decision for Christ, I challenge you to do something with that offer. The Billy Graham Evangelistic Association has so many resources, and they can help you learn about God's forgiveness and salvation and disciple you in Christ. So if you want more information, we'll put that link in our show notes. Or you can call the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association prayer line anytime at 888-388-2683. Thanks so much for tuning in, and God bless you.